Welcome to Chantel Inspires. Each week, this program will address some of life's challenges, such as sexual abuse, suicide, rape, bullying, and more. Many of us face challenges like these in everyday life. Chantel shows us that we can overcome these challenges as well as be the light in the darkness of others who face similar setbacks. Now, here is your host, Chantel. Hello, hello, and welcome to our show. Thank you so much for returning, everyone. And today is something that you've been waiting for. Um, we're, we have a 13-week pilot uh, series, and we are coming to the end of that. So I saved my story for the end. Um, we've just got a couple weeks left, and we weren't sure if it was going to take one or two segments to spill it all out there. So we're going to start this week. Uh, today, I... I wanted to just kind of preface everything that by saying this story is my own story. Um, Things happen to people all the time and it can knock them down or they can get themselves back up and, and move forward. And what's happened to me in my life has been um, nothing short of God testing me every step of the way. (laughs) Um, I have my very dear friend, uh, Joe Hosman here with me today. She is going to help me through this because what I'm going to say and tell you all is, is something that is, has never really been said to every, there's nobody in my life that knows my entire story. Some people know some things, Some people know other things, they've been a part of other things, but nobody knows everything. And so I do apologize if I, you know, choke choke up a little bit, but uh, I I think I'm more nervous for this (laughs) radio show than I've been in a long time. So please bear with me. And I, I do encourage any of our listeners to call in if you have a similar story and you want to talk about it, please please call into our um, 800 number. It's 888-346-9141. We want to help you through this. That is the reason I am doing this. Um, I'm not doing this for fame. I'm not doing this for anything. As a matter of fact, I'm quite embarrassed on some of the things, and I know that my family is going to be listening, and they're going to think, holy crap, (laughs) that's why she's the way she is. (laughs) But... I do this only to encourage those of you out there that are going through something similar. And if I can help just one person overcome and make it be a stepping stone rather than an anchor, that's what I'm here for. So please feel free to call in and talk to us. And we are open for your calls. So, Joe, how are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, Chantel. Thank you for letting me be part of the show today. No, I I thank you because uh, you're kind of my moral support here today, and I do appreciate this. Absolutely. <laughs> so hopefully you can help me through this. And uh, the reason I started Chantel Inspires is just to show people that just because something happens to you doesn't mean that that's going to determine the rest of your life. It doesn't mean it's going to stop you. It's, it's, it's put there in front of you 
to help you grow as a person, to make you stronger. I know, and Joe, you can help me with this too, because you know scripture pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, when God, always, they always say that God does things to you or, or puts things in front of you to give you the opportunity to gain strength or gain patience. You know, we always pray for patience. We pray for strength. We pray for this or that. And he doesn't just give you, oh, here you go. Have some patience. Here you go. Have some strength. He gives you obstacles so that you have the opportunity to gain that patience or gain that strength or gain whatever it is you are praying for. And they always say, that uh, he won't give you any more than you can handle. And like I said before, I do believe he thinks I'm Wonder Woman because I don't, I don't know how much more I can handle. You are Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, I don't fit in the suit anymore, but no. <laughs> so um, I guess I, I, I'm just going to start out. By, uh, I think my story starts, um, well, when I was a child, my parents were divorced when I was very young, probably a month to two months old. And then my mom remarried when I was six months old. And, you know, I'll go, go back to that when we talk about divorce later on in our, in our show. But when I was probably two and a half, maybe three that's when I think some of the the worst things happened to me. And I know that uh, some of you have gone through being molested. And um, to do it to a child is just something that is beyond my imagination. I mean, until it happened to me, of course. My story is it happened to me when... I was probably two and a half till the age of about four, four and a half. And it wasn't just one time, it was repeatedly. Um, We had a babysitter and he would come over and he would always send my brother to bed early. I mean, he would go to bed before me, which the first night I thought was pretty cool because I had an older brother and and usually I had to go to bed first or we had to go at the same time. So for me to be able to stay up a little bit later, I was kind of excited. I thought, oh, this is kind of cool until he took advantage of me. Um, I can still... I can still smell his breath. from him breathing on me and some of the things that he did. I won't go into that on the radio because there's some some things, but I do know that it happened repeatedly. And every time that uh, my folks would go out, they'd get a sitter, you know, and he'd he'd come over and, and I would just cringe. I, I hated when they went out. I didn't want them to leave. And I do remember the one time I was sent to uh, go get my brother at their house. My, my babysitter had a, a younger brother, and I was supposed to go, and my brother was playing with him over there at their house, and I was 
told to go get my brother for supper. And I did not want to because I did not want to step foot in that house. I was scared. And, you know, at the age of two or three, I just to put this in perspective, if you have a son, a daughter, niece, nephew, grandchild, whatever, think of them at the age of two and a half, three, four years old. That was me. I was helpless. And I felt, um, I almost felt a little um, upset at my brother because he couldn't save me or he wasn't saving me. I know he didn't know what was going on. I know he doesn't. And I'm sure if he listens to this, he will hear it for the very first time. And uh, I think part of my my problem with my brother growing up, you know, you always have the brotherly, sisterly quarrels. But I think I always felt in the back of my mind that he could have saved me. He could have helped me. But I know he couldn't have because he didn't, he didn't know. But sometimes I felt as though um, I may have held that against him for no reason. But anyway, he was... Um, he was over there and I had to go get him for supper. And I remember walking over there and I walked in the house and my brother was downstairs playing pool with uh, this guy's other brother. And I remember walking down the stairs and the babysitter was there and he followed me downstairs. And I remember turning around you know how you just have that that peripheral vision and you you know somebody's behind you and I turn around and I can still see his feet, his shoes coming down the stairs behind me. And I was so scared, but I knew I had to go get my brother and I thought, well, if I'm with Royce, whoops, I'm when I'm with my brother, I'll be okay because there'll be other people there. And uh, I remember I ran downstairs and I hid under the pool table thinking he wouldn't find me. But, you know, when you're that little, you don't, you don't understand. And so I hid. But, of course, you know, he knew I was there. And so he, he sent my brother and the other kid away and he uh, put me in a closet. And uh, when I, once the boys were gone, he came back to the closet and I just, I still remember it. And he he forced himself on me. And it was, I mean, just think of this, a little, probably three, three and a half year old at the time when that happened. I just, oh, but anyway, so that was my very first, um, I don't know, trial or tribulation that I can remember. And it sticks in my head till today. So... Well, I shouldn't tell. That is, um, <laughs> that is uh, something else. But but it's through those trials and tribulations that we also get our strength. And mm-hmm. I know after the break that we're going to talk more about that, aren't we? Yes, we will. So um, thank you for being there, Joe. I do appreciate Absolutely. that. That one was a tough one. That was a very tough one for me. And I appreciate you listeners. Um being so kind as to listen and hopefully you can help somebody else that's going through this. Uh, We will be back in just a few and hopefully uh, we'll continue our story. Stay tuned.
your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Redson. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you tired of strained relationships that don't work? We all have at least one, a family member, friend, or coworker we struggle to understand and deal with. Now you can improve those relationships fast with simple tools and skills. Tune into Relationship Radio with Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. You'll learn how to have a better marriage, improve communication with your kids, and reduce stress at work. Listen live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, all. This is Joe Hosman. I am Chantel's friend, and I'm here helping her today get through her story of her life's perils and how she's becoming the woman she's at today. And, you know, we all have those perils, don't we? But, Chantel, you know what? You are a true inspiration to many. And I know you're a true inspiration to me and your family and your wonderful friends. So tell us, I know you talked about way back when you were young and what a horrible experience that was. But how has that made you better as a person? Because we all have terrible experiences that happen but how has that made you better as a person well certainly it has made me stronger um i can deal with a lot more i think than most people can deal with and as far as making me a better person i think it makes me more compassionate Mm -hmm. towards others 
And and for those that know me, know that, you know, physical pain is not a problem for me. You can beat me up. You can well, kick me while I'm do down or whatever. <laughs> we're not going to beat you up. But it's, <laughs> but it's those affairs of the heart that really can knock me down. That's what gets yeah. me the most, you know, because I'm a crier when it comes to that. But um, I think that experience just really hardened me. It, it, it toughened me up and, and it did put, uh, it gave me a whole new perspective on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is better or makes me a better or, or worse person, but uh, I, I do struggle daily with trying to trust people. Mm-hmm. I don't trust a lot of people. And, and when I do finally trust them, Hopefully they don't break that trust, but it seems to happen quite a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it just makes me more compassionate and I can understand people a little bit better. And I don't know if it stems from that or if it stems from my upbringing, because I know my, my family has always taught us to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes and to think that no matter what's wrong with you I mean whatever's happening in your life there's always somebody else that's going through something so much more and that's actually how I live my life is I try to see the other person's side of things I don't just I'm not so quick to blame and I'm not so quick to you did this and this and that and I try to think why did they do that Mm -hmm. is what's going on with them you know because when you see somebody on the on the outside you don't know what's going on the inside because people can, like me, I can put on a brave face. I can have a migraine that's just killing me and I can smile and and show my houses or, or do whatever it is I need to do and nobody will ever know. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, I, and I think that that stems back to that as well because I can put that face on mm-hmm. because my, my parents never knew never knew because that guy threatened me and he said I will kill you and your family if you say anything and when you're that little you you believe everything they're telling you you don't know I didn't want my brother to die I didn't want my parents to die and so I kept the secret Mm. and that's a tough secret to keep especially for a young person it is Mm-hmm. It, it is because it it affects you in so many ways, mm-hmm. so many ways. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, God doesn't give us anything more than we can handle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many people in the Bible that, um, you know, went through a lot of trials and tribulations. So, you know, and us here on earth that do the exact same thing. But That's it's a trusting, it's a trusting issue when stuff like that happens. And it is. Yeah. some days I think, Man, we must just be. <laughs> We're out there for the world to see. But, you know, it's also why you have this radio show. And it's mm-hmm. also why you're doing this, so you can help inspire others. And that, for that, I'm, I'm, truly, I'm truly inspired by you because of how you help others. And so take us now further on in your life and how that, how your further relationships went on, like through your elementary years and high school years? Um, because of that, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
Well, I know that I never really had a steady boyfriend in high school because they would always break up with me because I wouldn't do things Mm -hmm. (laughs) what most of the other girls did. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of times, you know, I broke or they would break up with me because I just wasn't uh, giving them all they wanted. And, and that was because of what happened to me. It was just like, that was, it would always come back in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so I finally got to the point where I just pushed it to the back of my mind when you I think when you finally find somebody and someday I will <laughs> find somebody that I actually do truly love and that truly loves me back and I think it'll be so much different uh-huh. but I know that I look back now at the at the ones that I had dated and broke up with and I think oh thank goodness I <laughs> didn't do anything with that. Amen, sister. Because <laughs> there's some of them I'm thinking, oh, Lord have mercy, what was I thinking? <laughs> but, so, you know, that made me a better person right there. <laughs> Leave those people for somebody else to take care of. That's right. <laughs> and you see them nowadays and you think, oh, amen. I dodged uh-huh. a bullet That's there. That's right. That's right. Amen is right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, but yeah, really, you know, it's about relationships and, you know, how, how we build those relationships and really life is about relationships. Mm-hmm. It so is. So getting into your adulthood now, because teenage boys are just teenage boys and teenage <laughs> girls are teenage girls. I mean, that's just the way we're all made. So getting into your adulthood, though, we have a mascot on the line with us. Yes, too. we Did do. You know that? Yes, that's we have the one that the, are missing a leg. Yep, he's our, but you know what? our rescue kitty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so look at his determination for, you know, living a wonderful life. And you're giving him a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. But so getting into your uh, early, te- early teens, into your 20s and 30s, really more about, you know, how your relationships transpired and what, what else happened in your life that really has brought you to where you're at today? Oh, well, we'll have to go back. <laughs> we'll have to go way back. <laughs> we had talked about um, bullying. And now yes. when I was I was in the sixth grade, and you, you know how in the fifth grade they start checking you for scoliosis for your curvature of the spine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, fifth grade, I was fine. But when I hit sixth grade, um, I found out that I had scoliosis which is a double curve in my spine. Um, So what happened was, I remember it very vividly because we had done our screening, nothing was said to me, and then my parents sat me down at the table that night and they said, okay, so we have to talk. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, what did I do wrong? (laughs) (laughs) And um, it turned out that she said, they said, well, at your screening, uh, they found that you have scoliosis, so we need to take you to the doctor. So we did that. Turned out I had a double curve in my spine, so it was kind of an, of an S curve. Mm. And so they said that I grew so fast that it didn't have a chance to, you know, grow straight. It just went as a, as a curve. So I had to wear a back brace from my chin that was measured from my chin all the way down to my pelvic bone and I had to wear it for I think it was three years and it was I wore it 23 hours a day I could take it off to take a shower yeah 
I I honestly still wake up at night and I am just amazed that I, I, I have that dream that I'm in the brace mm-hmm. and I wake up and I'm like, oh, thank gosh, I'm free, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's it's been that long and I still have that dream. It's just crazy. Wow. So I took a lot of... Um, it wasn't terrible bullying, but it was, you know, I. they tried to shove me in the locker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they'd, mm-hmm. they'd call you names. They'd make fun of you because your clothes, you know, you had to buy these huge clothes just to fit around the brace. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you know, they say you couldn't do as much as you wanted to. But I tell you what, I played basketball in that thing. And I could oh. do a layup in that full back brace. And I was... <laughs> Good for you, girlfriend. It wasn't pretty, but I did it. (laughs) Good for you. So you showed them. That's right. Mm -hmm. I thought it's not going to get me down. I've been through Mm -hmm. enough. I can I can get through this. So I took a lot of that, um, and I so my self esteem was absolutely terrible going through middle school, just because I tell you what I was every man's prom date dream because I had a back brace, braces on my teeth (laughs) and glasses and probably a perm. So I'm telling you, (laughs) well, thank goodness it was in middle school and not, you know, later on, but you know, middle school is just that age anyway. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, and don't feel bad, you know, even being in a back brace or not in a back brace, you know, people get shoved into, (laughs) shoved into lockers, (laughs) you know, and they, they're just cruel to you. They're just mean and cruel. Yeah, yeah they are. That, oh. And that's, that's you know, unfortunately, um, some of those kids grow up to be cruel adults, too. But most of them outgrow <laughs> all that. And once they realize that life isn't all great, then they, you know, they grow out of that usually. So, But I know when we come back after break, we'll talk more about um, just different things you've done to overcome your trials and tribulations. And really, you know, because you're excelling and you're doing such wonderful things now. Thank you. Yeah. So, so and out will, of the bag comes the good. That's right. It's got to, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely it does. <laughs> All right. So if anybody's out there that wants to talk about this, who wants to share part of their story, please give us a call. Um, 888-346-9141. And we will be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Look among the stars, life is bigger than it seems. 
get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, everybody. This is Joe again with Chantel. And we are talking about Chantel's story. Well, you probably all know, when we talk about our own story, it's a little bit harder to do, isn't it? We kind of like, I know me and Chantel, Chantel likes to let everybody know she's doing okay, life is great, but yet we all have a story to share. And so today, I think she's doing such a fantastic job of sharing her story. And I want to learn more. I want to learn more about Chantel and what makes her to be the woman that she is today. So we're talking about, Chantel, before break, we're talking about how you unfortunately had to wear a back brace in, uh, was it sixth or seventh grade? And you had to do that for three years. But God bless, you played basketball like the best of them. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say like the best of them. I just did it. (laughs) But (laughs) And like I said, it was not pretty watching. But, hey, we did it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, right there, right there will show you what kind of attitude Chantel has. She's got a who cares, I'm going to do it anyway type of attitude, and that's the attitude we have to have, especially as entrepreneurs. Now, uh, let's, let's go a little bit further into your story because I think there's so much more of you to share, and I want to know more. Okay. I'll tell you I don't know. We may not be friends after this, Joe, when you, you oh, it's see all, all my life. <laughs> we'll always be friends, Chantel. <laughs> well, you can come visit me in the nut house when I'm there. <laughs> oh, so, 
so after after I got out of the brace, and you know you're in your teenage years, so that was my I think it was my freshman year in in high school, and I was in band and music. I was very um, artistic when it came to that kind of thing, and music was really my outlet. It's where I really felt at home, and I felt like it was something I could do, and it was one of those natural things. I didn't have to practice a lot because I was a drummer, and it just came natural to me, and I just loved music. And I remember that thinking whenever I had a, a hard time, music was kind of for me, either singing or I played the piano at one time, and and then, of course, the drums. And I just loved it because it was something I could do well, and I didn't have to really work at it. But, and I had talked about this before, I think the next thing that happened to me was probably right after I got out of my back brace. Again, I wasn't, you know, very confident. I I always put on a brave face and I, I used humor a lot to kind of deflect a lot of things. And I would also make fun of myself so that nobody else would you know, you kind of, you use that as a defense mechanism. And when I was 14 is when I had my suicide attempt and I was smart enough to call for help. And, and like I said, we've done this on another show, so I won't go into too much detail on that. But so my, my adolescent up to age 18 was just crazy just crazy because after after the back brace after the suicide attempt when I was 16 I was date raped and again I don't know how many people know about this so um it was something that uh still sticks with me today because you you know you hear the the song that was playing on the radio at the time when I, I I'll hear it every once in a while and I just kind of go into this trance when I hear it and everything, all those um, feelings come back and, and that, that scene in my head will come back and it's, it's scary, you know, it's just like you, you can never get that out of your head. So I just, you know, I wish I could just make it so nobody would ever have to face that again. And I told nobody. I mean, I went home, I snuck into my room, I threw all my clothes in the wash, and nobody ever knew. Not even the person, the, the friend that I was with, because there, we were, there were two of us, and we were cruising the loop is what we called it. We have a, we have a street in, in our town, and we would cruise the loop, and, and it just happened to happen that, that evening, and... I never told anybody. I I was so ashamed because I felt like it was my fault. And when I see that's like when I watch TV and I and I see those kind of scenes on TV or if I see children being hurt or something like that, I I can't watch it. I have a hard time watching stuff like that because it's just it's happened to me, you know, both as a child and now as a, as a young adult. So my very first experience with a man was not good. <laughs> so the first one, and then, of course, as a teenager. So as you can see, that's why I didn't uh, 
have a lot of boyfriends that would stick around. <laughs> so, but I did make it through that. Um, it, it was tough, but I made it through. And I, I honestly think that's where I started building that wall. I, it's like I didn't want anybody to get close to me. Um, I wouldn't let anybody in. And I'm just trying to think of how to how to say it. I just, I never felt, or I'd never let myself feel loved. You know how, are you growing up as a kid? You just feel like, oh, I love my mom and my dad and they love me and my brothers and sisters or whatever. I never, ever in my life felt that. Um, and I don't know if it was just because of the wall that I put up or circumstances or what it was. I'm sure it was a combination of things. And so, honestly, the very first time I felt unconditional love was when I had my daughter. And it wasn't her loving me. It was me loving her. And I felt that I would do anything for her. And that's when I knew what true love felt like. So. Mm -hmm. Well, and true love is the birth of a child, the birth of your own yeah. child, especially, mm-hmm. because there's no no greater thing than that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. So have you brought your walls down yet as an adult? You know, <laughs> the tough question, I know. I know. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About a year, a about a year and a half ago, and then... I was hurt again, so it was like, I don't know that I could ever do it again. So, we'll see. <laughs> well, the one thing I know about life is the only constant thing in it is change. True. And so, you know, in a way, God put him in your life, but also God took him away from, you know, removed him from your life. And because of the reason, is there somebody better out there for you? Yes, really, and that's really, what people keep telling me. <laughs> so what, what did you say? I said, and that's what everybody tells me. <laughs> I know, and but the thing is, now you need to believe it. Yep, and I do. Okay, and good. I do. Good, good. It's hard to believe, especially when you're going through the. But then, as you said <laughs> earlier, you look back on some of those guys. You're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> exactly. What did <laughs> and I do? <laughs> probably the same thing is going to happen with this past relationship a couple years down the road you'd be like oh thank you god that didn't (laughs) happen you know and that's you know my philosophy and I think a lot of this is your philosophy as well is things happen to us for a reason but we also choose our reaction to them and we choose how we you know that some things are going to be worse than others but then also how to move forward and you are a great example of moving forward through trials and tribulations really and I, I give you so much applause for that because of the fact that you've raised two beautiful children and now you have a grandson and life is going on. But it's through those trials that life does go on. Yeah. And uh, life can be short for a lot of people. And I thank the good Lord that you are still here. Oh, me too. When I, when I think of uh, some of the things that I've gone through, I've made it through for a reason. And I yep. and I truly believe that God has a plan for me. And if I can help somebody 
through telling my story, um, as shameful and hard as it is for me to do, I, I want to do it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these people that are going through this, they're, they're not as strong and they can, maybe this is the only thing that they've gone through and it's just putting them down and it's just killing them. And mm-hmm. we don't, we want them to see that there's something better. There's a reason this happened. And it's how we react to it. You know, they say it does, it's not how many times you've got knocked down. It's how many times you get back up that really defines you as a person. Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> amen, amen. And I know we're about at break time. So when we come back, we're going to delve more into that. You know, coming, bouncing back after, um, it's a hard thing to do. It really is. But it's doable, and <laughs> you've shown the world how you're doing this. So why don't you shout out your website address so people can go there as well, Chantel? Oh, sure. Um, it is www.chantelinspires.com, and that's C-H-A-N-T-E-L-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-S.com. And you can also get my Homefront Warriors book there as well. So, yes. Mm. I possibly see another book in your future, but that's just yes. So ChantelInspires.com is her website. And then I know when we come back after break, we'll be talking more and more. That's right. See you soon. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, it's Joe Hosman back here with Chantel Inspires. You know what? She is given such a Beautiful transcript of her life. Um, you know, we didn't think it was beautiful at the time, of course, but sometimes out of bad things come great things. And now she's able to share her story with all of you to this worldwide audience. And if she can help one person, her, her uh, job is done, really. Well, it's not done. She's going to keep telling people about it. But through this radio show, she really wants to be able to help others. And I think even through this past, whatever it's been, 45, 50 minutes, she has done such a wonderful job. It's hard to, it's hard to talk about your own story, especially when it's pretty tough, you know. And so I, I give her so much kudos for being able to share it. So, Chantel, let's talk about a story now about perseverance. You know, we're, I'm all about that. You're definitely all about the perseverance. And <laughs> yes. Chantel and I... We have a lot in common, really. <laughs> we just go after <laughs> you know. what we want in life. And so you have a beautiful story about, per- well, okay, I'm not going to call it a beautiful story, but you have a story about uh, perseverance. And why don't you share that now with the audience? Okay. Um, well, you know how we we have a job to do, and sometimes people just kind of do their job to to do their job and get a paycheck. But I was always taught that uh, you do your job, you do your job well. And when I was probably, I believe I was 20, you know, just a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely, and, <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> and even though at that time, I didn't look too bad. I tell you what, I look at pictures from from that time in my life and and I look at them now and I think boy if I knew I was that good looking I would have had way more fun but (laughs) seriously you were beautiful then you're beautiful now but um I was probably 20 and I was going to college and one of my jobs was working for the state of South Dakota and it was my job to place youth at risk into a job for the summer and I loved it. I loved working with these kids because they each had their own story. And I knew, you know, I didn't grow up with a whole lot. You know, my parents worked really hard. They each had a job and or two. And, you know, I knew what it was like to come from not a lot of money. So I really took it to heart with this job. We, we were taught to work hard. And, and these kids were wonderful for the most part. But I remember back then, like I said, I was 20. I was tall, blonde, 
somewhat okay looking. And I would go to sign these contracts with all of these employers. And there were a few gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, employers that I would have to go to. And of course, my my rapport with men now is I am, I am, most of my friends are men because I know how they work. I know how they think. And I can avoid a lot of that stuff now because I've been through it all. And so I would go and I remember this one week I had probably six contracts to sign and I could not get anywhere with these guys. They would come up and, and this one just stands out in my head because it I can just play it over and over in my head. I was going to a bus barn, a school bus, because bus barn, so that the to get these kids to work there and help them clean up around the school, do janitorial services and things like that. And I had a meeting set, and I walked in, and I'm at the bus barn, and there's three gentlemen there. And I walked up and I said, I'm looking for so-and-so and I have an appointment to talk to you about our youth at risk program and wanted to get these, the signatures for the kids. And they just looked at me and started cracking jokes and, you know, oh, hey, baby, and all this and that. And this one guy that I was supposed to meet with walks up to me, grabs me around, you know, puts his arm around me and says, hey, we don't have to talk about, let's go back behind the the bus shed and talk about this, you know. And I just, I just let him have it. I said, you know what, I will come back tomorrow when you're ready to talk and talk business. (laughs) And I'm not, if you know me, I'm not real bold when it comes to saying things like that. But this guy really ticked me off that day. So here's what I did. I got so tired of not being taken seriously because of, you know, my looks, you know, they think they automatically think, Oh, dumb blonde or whatever. And believe me, I've used that excuse every once in a while, but, (laughs) but I'm not. And I just got real tired of it. I went home. I chopped all my hair off. I had really super short hair and I wore very little makeup. And that is I went back the next week and I got every one of those contracts signed. And what made me so mad was that I had to do that just to get these people to take me seriously. And it was so frustrating. Oh my gosh, it was frustrating, but I did it. And, and I got it all done and I did it for the kids and I did it cause I loved my job, but I sure as heck didn't want to have to go through that. And now to this day, you'll see that I don't wear a lot of makeup and that's one of the reasons. And I don't dress like, you know, a beauty queen or anything like that because I don't want to be taken, not being taken seriously. And I hold a master's degree. I have a bachelor's degree. I have an associate's degree. Doesn't matter. They look at you and they make, their decision on your looks. And so um, it was interesting. So that's my story of, of one of my stories of perseverance anyway. What I, things I, you I do think for you a have time. a lot of stories of perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> I, you've already so, shared us a lot of stories of perseverance already today. But, and you know, that was in a time that, you know, the good old boys rule still kind of, the good old boys club still ruled. Absolutely. Thankfully. For our younger generation, that isn't so much the case anymore. Now, I know we're about done with the show, so yep. I'm going to let you wrap it up, Chantal, since it's your show. And, <laughs> yeah, just thank you for sharing your soul, and thank you for sharing your story. 
because I know, you know, you're already changing lives for the better. Well, I hope so. And I really appreciate you being here, Joe, to help me through this. And and it sounds like we will probably pick this up next week because we're not going to get through all this garbage today. Because <laughs> we got, you know, all that, all that stuff happened to me by the time I was 16. So <laughs> I'm a little over 16, so we got a few more years to go. But <laughs> but it, it hasn't been quite so bad. But I do know that the way I grew up and 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 the things that I had to face certainly have made me the person I am today. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. It still it's remains good. to be it's seen. All good. But I do know that uh, if you're out there and you're facing something, folks, don't be afraid to look for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Keep somebody near you that you can trust and you can do this. You can totally do this. If I can go through all of that stuff, I know that you can make it through what you're going through right now. I know you can. Look to God. Look to whoever is going to listen to you and and surround yourself with people of encouragement. Don't surround yourself with people that are going to shut you down because that's who you're going to follow. And you you need that encouragement to move on and to and to progress because I know you can do that. And if you know of somebody going through a hard time, like I always say, be the light in somebody else's darkness. Because, you know, you, you cannot have light without darkness. Did you know that? Think about that. You cannot have light without darkness. And so be that light for somebody because they will love you and care about you for the rest of their lives if you do that. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to us today. And thank you, Joe. You have been a godsend to me today and for the last few years. <laughs> Absolutely. And hopefully we will hear and see you all next week. Um, feel free to send me emails if you need to, and we can answer some questions maybe next week. And hopefully Joe will return, and we will see you next week. Thanks again. Thank you for tuning in to Chantel Inspires. We hope you found personal inspiration in today's show and can take control of your life as well as be a light for others. Be sure to tell others about the show and tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.